we're back with Bruiser Reviews. If you were listening to our last one, talking about Spider-Man, because spidey December. Yeah, that's right. I made it up. We now have to talk about Spider-Man 2, because pretty much talking about the original Raimi trilogy always somehow tags into each other. Yeah, literally had to stop in the middle of the podcast so we could finish it and then start the next one. So, yeah, we're on to Spider-Man 2. Yes, which I would consider... Before, like, Endgame, before Avengers, this is literally the perfect comic book movie made to film. Because you got my boy, Dr. Ock. Okay, now, explain to me. Pretend I'm an idiot. I know that's your favorite thing to do. I know, because it's easy to do, because you do it normally. So, explain to me why you like Doc Ock so much. So, when I was a kid, I got a... Back when the animated series was out, I got a Doc Ock action figure in a Happy Meal. I was like, this guy's boss. <laughs> but then I found out about this guy. Genius scientist, gets screwed up, but he actually became more villainous in the animated series. Where he's like, I'm just going to mess people up. This one, the reason why it hit home for me, because Doc Ock literally was a tragic figure and you actually feel for this guy this is one of the first villains in a super like green goblin like norman osborne always look, kind of looked crazy in the first one you're like ah this guy could probably do this doc ock like you felt like his interaction with peter parker you felt like like he cared like he wasn't trying to do it then he went a little crazy and they ended up like this and i really appreciated the villain in this movie like, you felt for him. You felt like he was kind of being mind-controlled a little bit. Spoilers. <laughs> he becomes... If you haven't seen Spider-Man 2 at this point, I yeah, don't yeah, think you're I mean, worried about spoilers. You act like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is this is one I remember. I, I saw it because I've seen every single Spider-Man film on opening weekend. Um, I cried when, when Doc Ock died. Like, you felt his struggle. You felt his pain. He, just wanted, to, he wanted to save the world. He did it the wrong way, and Spider-Man had to stop him. You know, it's funny. I what? did not see this on opening weekend. I watched this on VHS. They still I, made VHSs. They still made VHSs. Wow. And so when yeah. I watched this movie, actually... I got the two-disc special edition. The ending, <laughs> the ending was actually damaged on the VHS. You have not seen the end of Spider-Man? No, I, I, I saw the end of it. Oh, okay. But the ending was damaged, and so, I, like... I think we got it at a garage sale. So or was Doctor Ock. <laughs> he was damaged. We, we had to buy it at another garage sale so we could finish it. <laughs> well, tell me your experience of this because, see, I remember the first movie came out and I was like, "Wow, like Spider Man's pretty cool," and the second movie came out and I was like, "Wow, Spider Man's pretty cool," but. I, but he, but he struggled. Okay. Where, where I differ from you is you tag me in. You tag me in because I want to hear your experiences. I'm gonna. I definitely going to interrupt you if you don't let me. Where I differ from you is like I watched the first one and I really appreciated the setup, and I watched this one, and I liked it. But I might have to say, you know, I didn't realize this about myself until tonight when we were talking about it. But I might like the first one better. This this is this guy likes Batman Begins more than Dark Knight, and I like the Terminator better than Terminator Two. So you just like first movies. I if you set up something well, 
I appreciate how that. Did, but how did Spider-Man 2 not deliver on everything it promised and more? The characters, like, tell me, tell me how it did not up the ante, but still stay true to all the characters that set up in the first one. Please explain that to me. Yeah, you can't, can you? <laughs> no, but that's the mark of a good origin film, is that you're able to have a good sequel. Oh, Spider-Man was a great origin film. And obviously, Spider-Man 3, and we'll get to that. But, like, it kind of went down. But this was like the Empire Strikes Back of Spider-Man films. Like, you stay true. Like, the reason why I love Spider-Man as a hero. Like, he couldn't pay rent. He can't fix stuff. But he still chooses to be a hero. And I think Sam Raimi did an amazing job of, like... Like, again, if you pull off that mask, do you think it's going to look like Tobey Maguire? No. Because anyone can wear the mask. Well, and that's the kind of point. And I have a problem with kind of like back shifting through movies too. So, like, I really liked how they ended this one actually. Like, she takes off in the wedding dress to go. Yeah. Like, I thought that was cool. But then how they started the third movie where they were just super annoying. Like, hey, we're not talking about the third one. Okay, but my point is like... We gotta focus up here, dude. I'm trying to focus, but my point is, like, there it's is carryover for me where I'm like, oh, like, you set this up in the second one, you didn't carry through on the third one with what I liked with that part, so that makes the part less cool. So I do have that problem, I, I admit, as far as, like, I'll take, if you set something up in one movie and you don't deliver on the next one, well, that makes that part less cool. So I feel like the first one, part of what made it so good was that they could do so much good stuff with the second one. Which they did. Which and amazing. the second one didn't really lead into anything with the third one. The Harry Osborn, Peter... Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> I'm saying it, it didn't... I don't feel like it set up uh, the the stage for the next movie in a cool way. Ah, I disagree with you so hard. Um, I think that like Peter right. Parker wanted to do a, a paper on Dr. Otto Octavius, which apparently is a ridiculous name. We found out on the trailer for the new one. <laughs> Like, oh, they're just laughing. I'm like, kid, can you imagine, like, a genius scientist with four extra limbs? Like, they're just going to laugh at me? Like, I'd... <laughs> like, these kids are dead. But, um, I think, again, Dr. Otto Octavius as a villain was literally perfect. Like, casted perfect, played perfect. Like, I have no problem with the villain, even when he's being evil. It's like, man, I still feel bad for this guy. I think that's part of why I didn't like him as much as I liked the Green Goblin. Why? Because he went full. He went full crazy. He, well, he was a villain. But he, he became a villain. Doc Ock never really committed to becoming a villain, and you never had like. It's kind of like the. I was really excited when the Joker was coming out. Sorry to switch total Marvel to yeah, DC. Yeah, yeah. Now but we're flip swapping. I was really excited for the Marvel's Joker to come out because I'm like, I want to see like the transformation from point A to point B on how you become the Joker. Not exactly what I expected with the movie, but I really enjoyed it. Like, as a villain, I like to kind of see that transformation, especially if you start off as a nice guy, where, to me... Especially if you start off as a nice guy. If you start off as a nice guy, I want to see, like, step two, three, four of how this goes. But he never got to point B. He, like, he was point A... And he made it like halfway, and he came back. Well, he was the reason why. No, but he was the reason why his wife died. Did you watch this movie? Yes. Okay. He didn't try to kill his wife. 
No, it happened by accident, but it was his experiment that killed her. And then the arms were taking over, but, like, he was losing himself, but he wasn't really, like... Like, he was kind of getting mind-controlled. He wasn't really becoming the villain as much as, like, his creation was taking over him. Yeah, he sucks so bad, he's coming back for the new Spider-Man film. I didn't say he sucked. I said I don't like him as much as Green Goblin. Green Goblin scared me, especially with his mask off. But Doc Ock wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a scary villain. Like, it wasn't supposed to be the Jekyll Hyde type thing that they did with uh, Green Goblin. There's a new villain. And actually, Doc Ock is pretty mean. In the animated series. This guy, like, they actually made a relationship. He lost his wife, and he's like, oh. Like, he's giving relationship advice to Peter Parker. He's like, oh, read her poetry. Like, that's how I got her. And then ends up, like, glass shards to the face. Yeah. Like, that's a brutal, and you had to watch it happen. And it's because of your experiment. You th- And so the tentacles are like, yeah, you're not going to be driving anymore, Doc. <laughs> we got this. Like, this still... Spider-Man 2 is by far... Well, obviously it's subjective, but... This is the perfect Spider-Man film. It's pretty good. Uh, it's great. It's literally, like, I can watch... I watch it over and over and over again. I have probably seen this movie more than... I've seen any other Marvel... Or any super... Any movie in general. Spider-Man 2 is like... Hey... I'm bored. I'm like, oh, I'm about to fall asleep. I'm like, I want to watch some Spider-Man too. I want to see that train scene again. I want to see when he fights Doc on the tower. I want to see all of this. Oh, the the scene where he looked like he was pooping? The train yeah, scene? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't pooping. But you, when he flipped him up in the air, though, like, there are things, there are so many memorable scenes. Like, and it, like, twirls through, like, the bridge. Like, so many amazing scenes in this film. And the fact that Doc Ock, like, actually went out as a hero, kind of. Like, he's like, I will not die a monster. Like, this movie resonated with me when I was 15. Like, it really, like, just hit home. And I would say, again, the difference between me and you is if he would have become more of a villain and then came back, I would have, I would probably think of it a lot closer to what you threatened Aunt May. Yeah. But it didn't ever seem like he was in control. Like, him doing this was like, he knew he didn't have control. This is the last thing he could do before it would be too late. It wasn't that he didn't have control, though, Cole. I think you're looking at this movie wrong. He had control. He had desires. He wanted to build that machine. Yeah. And the AI just kind of, like, no, the little, made him do... The little arms literally talked to him. They're like... Yeah, which was also sweet. Yeah, they're like, come on. Just kill people. He's like, oh, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, but remember when his, like, neuralizer chip was eradicated? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I was like, oh, it's gone. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, they were filling on his desires. They were like the devil on his shoulders. Yeah, they were like the mind-controlled demons that took over No, they mind. wanted him <laughs> to do what he wanted to do, but the AI had no qualms on how to get it done. Yes, but I'm saying... I never felt like without the arms, Doc Ock would have done any of those things. But, okay, well, that's kind of the point, right? That is that the point. Doc, if, if Dr. Oct- <laughs> Dr. Otto Octavius did become Doc Ock, then he probably would have lived a very happy life. No, I'm saying 
if he could have taken the arms off and just not done that, he would have been totally fine just not being a villain. Well, I never felt like he was committed to being a villain, and that's why but I can't... But he would never because he was still a good guy. Exactly. That's my entire point is that's... That's why you like Green Goblin more because that guy committed. He did. He very much committed. And that's in general why Spider-Man doesn't hit me the same as it does you is because it's all very light in the end. It's a good guy doing good things versus a good guy doing bad things. Oh, so you want to see One Night in Soho? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't lie. That was a very good movie. <laughs> Read, listen to previous podcasts. But you want, but Spider-Man's not a, like, they have, they've had very dark things happen in that universe, but it's not a dark hero. It doesn't need to be dark. Like, he doesn't need to be dark. But you're talking about, like, well, that's just not the way Spider-Man is. I'm like, I know. And I'm not saying they should change Spider-Man, but I'm saying. Well, they try to. Generally, the villains that I've liked the most, like Vulture I really liked and Green Goblin, because these are guys that maybe they were good guys, but they become bad and they choose to be bad. If you're so not you, really bad... So you don't like a villain that's half in, half out. Is that what you're telling me? I'm saying the redemption isn't as strong. Like, Doc Ock's redemption story doesn't hold as much water to me as Darth Vader's. Darth Vader okay, was... Okay, so you're going to compare Dr. Octopus to Darth Vader. I'm, you're saying it was the greatest... Comic book film. Yes. I, I didn't say anything else. But I'm saying... You you love his redemption story, where to me, I love redemption, but it didn't feel like complete redemption because he never fully committed to being bad. But he kind of did. He threatened Aunt, like he took Aunt May when she didn't know who Spider Man was. He also took Mary Jane as hostage. He also pretty much wrapped up Spider Man to be killed by Harry Osborn. Yeah. So how is that not committing to being bad? We've just been over this, where you just said. He literally, he, he thought Harry Osborn was going to kill Spider-Man. Yeah. And we, he literally told Mary Jane, like, oh, Spider-Man's not coming. Like, Harry, Harry killed him. You were literally just talking about how, oh, he's like the nice guy. He didn't really ever want any of this to happen. You felt for him the whole time because he but really he did didn't want any of this. But he did a terrible thing. He threw a car at Peter when he was trying to make out with Mary Jane. Yeah. These are terrible things, dude. Yeah, he did do some terrible things. So how did he not commit? He uncommitted when Peter finally got through to him when he found out who Spider-Man was. I'm just saying I don't feel like he was a complete villain. He was always the nice guy at heart. And then... Please comment below. His redemption (laughs) didn't feel as sweet as somebody who you literally would think was bad that got redeemed in the end. Again, like a Darth Vader was a perfect example of somebody who was bad. You really didn't think that there was hope for him. And then... He murdered children. Yeah. Is that what you want Doc Ock to do? Sure. Kill some children? Let's see it. Get some younglings (laughs) up there. Tear them apart with your little arms. (laughs) (laughs) Miss some body children. (laughs) You happy now, Cole? (laughs) I I, I firmly disagree. I know you said it's a good movie. I think it's a great movie. Literally, this is the perfect... like, the subway train fight. Like, there's so many good things about this film. I go out for days. Like, I'll just start with my rating. 
Okay. Nine and a half. Can't give it a ten. Oh, I thought you were gonna say perfect ten. I know, but even I can be unbiased sometimes. It is literally like comic book to film. Like this movie, I've seen it. Like I said, many, many, many times. Recently too. Um. It still holds up, man. Like it really does. Like when Doc Hawk gets his like tentacles and they try to cut him off and it becomes like a horror film. <laughs> like yeah. there's so many like I can remember like so many scenes, 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 scenes. Like is it better than first one? Yes, but is it nine it's it's nine and a half. I can't give it a ten because there is a couple plot holes that I won't bring up. What are the plot holes, Jake? Nope. No idea. Come on, Jake. No, I'm not doing it. Come on. I'm not doing it. You're on a podcast. Get the final word in. Okay, so... <laughs> if Doc Hawk already dropped Peter Parker off to be murdered, why did he take Mary Jane to his secret lab? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. Like, you should have either got rid of her or, like, like you're like, oh, like, Spider-Man's dead. Like, he, he literally says that to Mary Jane. He's like, why the fuck is she here? <laughs> Good point. So that's a bad one. If you want to think into it. Also, um, not the plot hole that everyone thinks about. They're like, oh, why is it, if it's magnetized his little machine? Why is his arms? They're like, well, they do bring up the fact that they're his his uh, tentacles are not magnetizable. As long as you say it's not, then it's not. Well. It, it still counts. It's like anti-gravity machines. Well, there's there's non-mag... How would you say that? Non-magnetized metal? Non-magnetic? Non-magnetic metal. There you go. <laughs> so, there's that. So, that's not a plot hole. But here's the other one. I hate... It's not really a plot hole. It's more of a... Like, I'm kind of pissed on it a little bit. But the fact that Mary Jane, like, is kind of cheating... <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry this astronaut, Jameson's son. <laughs> and he's like, and she keeps like, do you love me? Do you love me? I'm like, dude, you're a cheating whore. Like, I wouldn't trust this woman at all. <laughs> She's like, do you love me or not? I'm like, you're already engaged. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I, as much as I love the film, there's some things I can poke apart. Yeah. I don't even have that much to poke apart as far as... Obviously not as many, because you haven't seen it as many times. True. But it wasn't so much of what this movie didn't do or did wrong. It just, like, it just wasn't my personal favorite type of movie. It's kind of similar to, like, some people, like... You're dead to me. <laughs> my wife likes comedies, and I like thrillers. Your wife, I can watch your a, wife is my sister, so yeah. you think I don't know? Teresa... I can watch the best comedy. There's a lot of comedy in this the, film, too. The greatest comedy of all time. And it will never rank up there for me with my with the top thriller. Just because I like thrillers more. Fair this enough. movie is like one of those that I'm like, I can see why you like it. Love I it. explain love, love it. Love. I explained what like what my little differences are. I don't think it's a bad movie. Those are just like it's called a bad movie or a bad no, person. It was it was a it was a good movie. But I just don't have the same love for it because, again, it's more of a personal preference. But see, like. you haven't heard, like, think about the scenes where, like, he, he lost his powers because he wanted to be a normal person. Talking to Uncle Ben's ghost, like, oh. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I go on this movie for hours. I literally could. But like, like literally, he's like, I just want a life of my own. Like, struggle with being a hero. And then when he gets his suit back from J. Jonah Jameson, he's like, Spider-Man took that away from me. And then like, he just flips in and he's like, He's a villain. He's a criminal. <laughs> like there's like I could literally recite this movie probably quote for quote. Like there's so many great scenes. Like and especially like Peter Parker just trying to be a person and failing in school because he's choosing to be a hero. I mean this is the hero struggle in the most relatable way. It's still relatable to this day. I like the I like the pizza scene. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love where he rips his sticker off his scooter head. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. You gotta, you gotta give this at least an eight and a half. If you don't, I swear to God, I'm gonna I'm not giving it an eight and a half. You better give it higher. I can't give it an eight and a half. Then give it a nine. Even at, even when I first saw this back in 2004, five, five, five six, five, whatever it was. Five. 2005. It was I 2004. Didn't, you didn't even know. I did not give it an eight and a half then. So what do you give it down? Well, if I said the other, if I said the first one was a seven and a half, I give this one. Oh, don't make me hate you. Seven point four. <laughs> you would do that. I would do that. Uh, I demand that you watch, rewatch both of them, and tell me which one's better. There's so many great scenes in Spider-Man Two. I mean, you're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong because I'm right. <laughs> Almost always. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> Not true. Um. Okay, so we disagree. I, For everyone that's out there that's still listening to us <laughs> rambling, please watch Spider-Man 2 and tell Cole he's an idiot. Yeah, do it. Do it. We dare you. <laughs> All right, Bruising Review signing off.